0: Welcome back everybody to breakthroughs with Brie and to this bonus episode of the podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here today. We're having breakthroughs about money. That's right big topic, money, money. I did a story on my Instagram where I asked people to submit. If you could wave a wand and just make one of your greatest manifestations and desires happen, what would it be? And this was so helpful that you guys, so many of you submitted to this. I pulled cards and shared a little channel message with people about it too. It was a really great time in the DMs there. And it helped me kind of see and learn a lot. And I share this because I'm telling you, 95% of people had something related to money in one of their two manifestations, like literally 95% of people, which makes sense to me. I understand it's practicality. I'm a Virgo. We love a little practical nature of it over here. But anyway, we're also in a year eight this year, which you heard me talk about in the 2024 forecast, the numerology for the collective this year in 2024 is eight, which is all about money. It's about abundance. It's about personal power, achievement, all that kind of stuff. So since I just finished up my personal year eight, So on my own personal journey in numerology last year, I went through a year eight and it it met the vibe. It was vibing. It was, it was doing the eight thing, you know? So I'm kind of thinking about doing a series on my bonus episodes, which are like lessons from my eight year, which is essentially like lessons of money and doing different parts of that. Obviously, because there's many different iterations of these lessons that I've learned that I would love to share with you guys. This might eventually even become some sort of like course or something that I sell kind of all together. So I'm so happy you're here. You get to listen to it for free. (laughs) And I'm excited to share with you two of the biggest lessons that i learned about money last year, the two that really, two that shifted things the most. These are not, this is not an exhaustive list. Like I said, I'm going to do more parts about this, but we're just going to start somewhere with some of the biggest lessons that I have learned about money here on this bonus episode of Breakthroughs with Brace. So let's get into it. All right, everybody, let's talk about money. I understand why this is something that is so important and why so many people want to manifest it. It is such a practical element of living in the 3D material human worlds. It's an important thing to exchange for the kind of things that we want for that like survival level kind of stuff. So I get it. And I really believe that our relationship to money and the role that money plays in our lives is a really wonderful mirror to our own personal power, like on a spiritual level, which I think is so rad. And I think it makes total sense that again, talking about that kind of like a energy of money and abundance, that that's also related to personal power and achievement. And we'll, we'll really unravel all of that as we do more parts of this, you know, my lessons of an eight year lessons about money and abundance, right. And this part one. Okay. So let's walk, talk through one of the first lessons that I learned about money. That really started to change the game for me. And this lesson was really around how I was projecting on to money. And this was really important to understand because if you want to attract and magnetize money, you also have to be aware and learn of how you're sort of like blocking money or where you're stepping out of alignment with the energy of money, right? Makes sense. Logical. So one of the first things that was brought to my attention, I don't even know how, if it was a summit or a podcast or a book or Instagram reel, or just a random thought that I had my guides bring like downloads to me in different ways all the time, but I stumbled upon this learning that we project a lot of our stuff onto money. And this is an example of something I mean about this. So one thing that a lot of people have a desire for, like a soul level desire is for freedom, right? I think that that there's a lot of reasons why that makes sense. A lot of people will then say the reason why they don't feel free or that they don't have freedom that they want in their life is because of money. Eh not true. (laughs) And you're like, if you're like, Whoa, Brie, excuse me. That is true. Because if I had money, I'd be able to go do this thing I want to do. Look, I get it. I get it. But just stick with me for a second. Okay. What is really important to understand about money is that it is a, just a tool for transactions period. There's no other like inherent, like value or quality to it other than it is a, system that we created in the 3d world that has an energy attached to it that allows us to transact period okay so when we start to attach like emotional states or emotional feelings onto money we're projecting stuff onto money that money is not about i made a reel about this on my instagram recently and this other thing is like you can't go to the store and buy Joy. You can't go to the store and buy freedom. Like tell me where you can buy that. You can't do that, right? You can't transact money for that kind of thing. So therefore, like really putting that on money is the reason why you can't and this and feeling and that. like it's just that's not how it works. ok? Now, I think it's still important to acknowledge when we tell ourselves that kind of story. There's a lot of wisdom for us when we get curious about that. Like, what is your instinct to say? Like, I can't do X, Y, Z and not even I can't do, but I can't feel X, Y, Z because of money or I feel X, Y, Z because of money. I feel anxiety. I feel unsafe. I feel unworthy, right? Like that's a lot of heavy stuff to be putting on money and it's not on money, (laughs) you know, and what that's doing is that's kind of orienting us as the victim. And if you have not listened to my victim consciousness episode, you've got to go back. Because personally, I think any conversation about money is always directing us back to our understanding of our own like spiritual power. And that victim consciousness episode is all about your own personal power and where we disempower ourselves, AKA when we get into victim consciousness. So I highly recommend listening to that to prep you for this eight year, to really give you something to noodle on. But anyway, having money be the villain. Having money be the thing that like is so out of our control that we can't influence that's making the things that we don't like happen. And therefore we can't influence those things that we don't like Like that, that orients us as the victim, the helpless, there's nothing I can do. It's just always going to be bad kind of energy, right? And again, I think that there's purpose and wisdom in every kind of experience that we have, including in times when we get stuck in some of these victim consciousness loops, there's wisdom and healing there, but that's not like the capital T truth. Of our soul, and that's not abundance energy. That's not like soul aligned energy, right? So it doesn't mean, and I want to be clear, that's not something that you want to shame yourself for believing, but it's something that is there to teach you something, not necessarily a place to be living, like have be the intention of all the things that you're doing, right? Because there's a difference between letting yourself feel something, learning from it, and then like operating your whole life from that belief and feeling, right? Okay. So we kind of victimize ourselves to money by these stories that we tell ourselves that money is what is going to give us X, Y, Z feeling or X, Y, Z experience that we want to have in life. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned was that it's not money that's preventing me from having any kind of experience. And really it's not even money. Who's enabling the internal experience of things. It's my own ability to cultivate And have capacity for those experiences and direct my attention to those experiences that's making it happen. It's not money. It's not on money. I had to like observe that story and really learn to release that story for sure. So one of the things I did with myself is like, I was like, all right, well, like, what am I telling myself that money is going to give me? Right? Like, if I was just being honest with myself, what would that be? Well, I think money is going to give me comfort. I think money is going to give me safety. I think money is going to give me peace. I think money is going to give me freedom. I think money is going to give me the experience of Pleasure or joy. I think money is going to signal success. That's another big thing, especially as a business owner, you know, like having a lot of money being the signal that like I made it or something, right? Which leads to a lot of other work that was so grateful to be aware of. But like, what are those things that you would say that money is going to give you? Great to write that down. Great to understand that. And then can you consider the fact that money is not actually the thing that's giving you that, right? Can can we like sit with that? Can we consider that? Can we open our mind to how might that be true? And if there's a part of you that like rages against that, that's triggered by that, how can I meet that part of me and understand what's really going on with them? You know, (laughs) okay. Understanding what we're projecting onto money. Another big thing is like, there was a lot of decisions in my life that I would say I couldn't make because of money how convenient. Those are choices that I was just feeling a little nervous about making, but all of a sudden it's money is the reason why I can't make them. Another way that we're projecting onto money. Yeah. Like staying in situations that we actually don't want to stay in, but we're saying that money is the reason why we can't, which is so funny because even what my guides are showing me right now is that sometimes it takes you getting out of the situation for you to be an energetic match for more money to come in. So like you creating this story that like money can't come in in other situations or something, or like that, that's the reason you can't leave. And really, if what you, the kind of experiences that you want to have that align to having a lot of money are when you change, you know, like we just get it, we get it a lot. We get it flipped around. We get it, we get it a little distorted, right? So where are you projecting onto money is my question for you today to just do a little reflection work, right? And then if you can really get it down to like, what emotional experience are you trying to get via money? Because really the things that we want are about our internal experiences. And you might say, oh no, but I like want to go on that trip and do this thing and like have that partner. And those are external things that I really want. Okay. I, I totally understand. But the big part of that, that's important to you is the internal experience right? Like if you were to go on that big trip you're imagining, but you didn't enjoy it at all, you felt miserable, you felt anxious, you felt scared, people were mean, like if there was like an internal experience that was very painful and uncomfortable and not pleasant, would you really want to go on that trip? No, you probably wouldn't. Because what you want when you go on that trip is you want to feel at peace, you want to feel a sense of playfulness or wonder or joy, right? Like the experience that you think that that trip is going to give you is really what you want right? Or in the house, when you own the house, I want to feel safe, right? I want to feel like I don't have to constantly be on edge and like, wait, like what if something happens? And I, you know, I don't know how to make myself feel settled. And I feel like the house is going to be the thing that makes me feel settled, right? It's the feeling that you want, because if you got the house and you like literally could not feel settled, you could not feel safe for whatever reason, Oracle could tell you like, you will never feel safe. You probably would not get the house. You wouldn't want the house, right? (laughs) And you can do this game with literally anything that you think Externally, you need, and that's really the thing that you want. No, if you were not guaranteed the internal feelings that you are associating with that external experience, you wouldn't want it. I'm telling you, right? So, when we can get really clear and honest with ourselves about what is the internal experience that this external thing that I'm manifesting or that I want or that I think money is going to give me, like, what is that? Get clear about that. And that's really what you want. And money isn't giving it to you, you are giving it to you. Okay. I'm just going to give you like that little teaser about that right now. Learning how to give that to yourself is like a whole thing. And that's not something that we're often taught, like learning how to give yourself safety, learning how to relate to the world to where you feel more freedom, learning how to, you know, feel more joy or fulfillment or like whatever it is. But it's not money. It's not money. If you're in a relationship with somebody, like a friendship with somebody, and they were like blaming every single thing that was bad or that they didn't happen or every restriction they ever felt within the world on you? Like, would you want to be friends with them? Like, would you want to hang out with them? Would that be a healthy relationship? No. So if we want to improve our relationship to money, if we want to become magnetic, if we want to understand its energetic frequency, we got to get clear on what it really is and what it isn't and how we are contributing to potentially an unhealthy or toxic relationship with money. So the projections onto money first thing. And then the second thing, the second little idea message lesson that I want to leave you with for this part one is about the concept of value and how value comes into exchange, right? These are kind of two different things, but these were two things That really felt like foundational to my understanding and my learning and my shifting of the energy with money. Okay. If money is just a tool, an energy for exchange, right? Literally it's just like an arbitrary thing that we came up with to be able to represent, like I'm exchanging this for this and we're both assigning this amount of value to it. So that's literally all that it is that it's like from an objective point of view. Okay. When we detach a lot of our trauma about money, when we detach our objections, when we detach our like emotional shit off of money, because that's really what it is, okay? (laughs) When we detach it and look at it objectively, it is a tool for transaction. Now, here is something that can really help us align to a very abundant flow of money is to ask ourselves, how much do we value the things that we transact for? How important is it to us, right? This concept was really interesting to me. Because I know I would lean on the side of some of my relationship to money of like, you know, feeling like, oh my God, I want something. And then just like buying it for myself or like having, I know a lot of us currently to this, like having so many, accumulated so many things, like even in my house, I'm like, how do I have so many things? Don't use a half of these things. Like, I don't love the like space of it all being cluttered and filled. Like that would be a little bit more characteristic of where I fall in the grand scheme of things. And the question was posed in the book, love money, money loves you. and. Just a little teaser for everybody. As of right now, I'm scheduled to have the author on for a podcast episode, the author of that book. So stay tuned. I'm so excited for that. But in the Love Money, Money Loves You book that I've posted about a ton on my Instagram and I'll put the name of it in the show notes, they say, do you really value the things that you have? Like, do you actually value it in terms of like, this is important to me and I want to use it. It has an important place in my life. If you don't value the things that you currently have in your possession to that level, don't hold on to them. Don't possess them, release them so they can go to people who do value them, donate them, recycle them, sell them, like whatever, right? Like if you don't highly value something, don't hold on to it. That feels metaphoric for a lot of other things other than just physical possessions, but like, do you really value it? right? And the same thing goes for the things that you buy. Like, do you value this thing that you're thinking about buying? Like, is it like important in the greater scheme of all the stuff that you're doing? And you can also ask yourself that for like at the price that things are at, right? And that was another thing that came up a lot in like the business specific stuff is like pricing and value and all that kind of stuff. For somebody who, Like what you're selling is so important to them, right? Like it's so important in their life for what they're trying to accomplish, for the things that they struggle with, like, and what you're selling, whether it's product or service, like directly relates to that and aligns to them. That is going to be so important to them that they would value it enough to exchange it for a higher number of money. Right. Versus if somebody didn't really value it, it didn't really matter to them. It didn't match with things that were important to them. It just didn't vibe with them. Like they wouldn't want to spend a lot of money on it. Right. Like, so it's not really a concept of price as much as it is a question of value. Okay. Like you could even think like somebody who, I don't know, doesn't cook a lot. Right. They wouldn't want to buy either maybe it's a lot of spices or the quality of spices, or it really wouldn't make that much of a difference to them to buy like a full pan and cookware set, they probably just want the basics to get by because it doesn't matter to them to have that one specific pan that helps with the cooking of this one food or like it doesn't matter. They don't value it, right? Versus somebody like me and my husband, we love to cook, right? Like a certain tool that we would use for a meal that we enjoy so much that we love to cook together that like maybe it aligns with like our budget that we want to cook for ourselves like there's all these reasons why it's important to us right we would want to buy we would it would be valuable for us to have more of this cooking you know paraphernalia you know whereas again another person who just doesn't care about cooking you know they would rather just like buy a food delivery service or go out to eat or whatever like it's not as important they're not they're not going to buy it they, it's just, it's not valuable to them right so i think it's really interesting to look at how we are relating to like the items that we're exchanging for for the services that we're exchanging for how much do I value them and what this does also is this forces us to ask ourselves the question what do I value just as a person Like, what are the things that are just inherently important to me, which I think is one of the most important processes, one of the most important questions you can ask yourself. And then when you want to go into like making more money, especially if you're thinking about business or being an entrepreneur, or honestly, even without that, even like in jobs where you're working for somebody else, it will naturally lead itself. If you keep following that process to what do I think is valuable about me? about my presence, about my skills, about my experiences, whatever, because that's what you use to transact for income and your ability to really know and be confident in what your value is, is what helps you advocate and also communicate that value. So you can attract people who want to pay like a high exchange rate for it because they value it so much, AKA more abundance, more money. Right? So this question of value is so important to think about when you're thinking about the things that you're transacting for your possessions, materials, experiences, whatever, as well as like what you own, you know, and just like, what is important to you? For me, I know that I really value things that help me shift my own like internal relationship to myself and to the world around me. I value this because of all of the things I've experienced, all of the things that I've learned. I know if there's one single thing that will change the trajectory of my life, it is when I change my thoughts. It's when I change my relationship to something. It's when I change my energy about something, right? So tools or services or experiences that really help me shift my internal world to be in more alignment are so incredibly valuable to me, right? So I'm going to be somebody that's going to be a little bit more prepared to invest or whatever exchange for something like that, because it's so deeply aligned with where I'm spending my time and energy and what is important to me. Another thing that's important to me is my health, right? And really wanting the things that I put into my mouth and onto my skin and all that kind of stuff to be as good of quality as feels right and makes sense. And that is possible because I know that those literally turn into what my cells are made of and they turn into the vessel that I'm experiencing my whole life through. And they, you know, influence my experience and all this kind of stuff. So it is important to me. It is very valuable to me to like, be mindful Of what those are and to invest into things that bring more balance to my body, that bring more health to my body, that bring more fitness, like all of the stuff that influences like my body and literal cells like that is so valuable to me, especially because I'd rather, you know, be proactive now and invest in my health than have to pay for sickness or doctors or whatever, you know, like there's, there's tons of like quotes and memes and things about that sort of thing. So like, so that's another representation of something I value. What are some other examples? And honestly, if you're curious about this, I would even Google like, what is an example of like a list of values or something and and look at the list. I think it's so interesting to be able to understand how people just prioritize that list different. You know, like even people with like, you know, opposite political views or something, it's just a representation of a different assortment of values. Somebody in group A really prioritizes and values one type of thing. Whereas people in group B like really prioritize and value a different kind of experience. Right. And that's higher up on the list. And that sort of is reflected in, you know, all of the things that it does. But anyway, get connected to what you value. Be really mindful of what you hold on to. And if it reflects something that you value or that's important to you or whatever, and if not release it, like let it go and circulate to other people, let like create space in your life for the things that you want to come in by not holding on to the things that just, you know, you don't need and that don't align. And when you're thinking about spending on stuff, when you're thinking about exchanging for things, like let the intention behind you spending being that you value it that you've identified that it aligns with something that's important to you, that is aligned to an experience that you really value and, and let that be sort of the intention behind you circulating that money, that abundance into the world. And, and let that be the underlying energy of how you're connecting with money. Cause money really loves, loves that kind of stuff for sure. And I feel like it, it just helps us become a little bit more balanced and a little bit more integrity with money. So those are my first two, lessons around money and abundance. I have so many more. I have so many more. <laughs> I'll do like a little money and abundance school and some of these bonus episodes on Breakthroughs with Free. If you would like to really dig deep onto where your blocks are with money, um, maybe clearing some past money trauma, um, maybe trying to figure out where that unique spot is for you where you start to feel some resistance about it. I welcome you to book a coaching session with me healingwithbree.net. I have 90 minute sessions. You could absolutely do a longer term program around like your relationship to abundance and money. If if that's something on a spiritual level, you really on an energetic level, you really want to shift healingwithbree.net is where all of that is available. Also, the tarot readings are really cool for that sort of thing, like asking them and like doing spreads with the guides about, okay, where, how am I relating to money now versus how does it want to be related to what are some of of my biggest blocks, where are some actions I can take? What are some thoughts I can shift? Where are feelings that I can really start to embody? Like there's so many cool things that we could do with that. Also, you could book that on my website, HealingWithBri.net. And finally, if you really enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast. I have like so many cool goals related to the impact that this podcast could make, growth and all that kind of stuff. And one of the biggest ways that, that can happen is when you, um, my wonderful, wonderful community and listeners, when you hear this episode and it's very meaningful and it's impactful and you share it on your story, or you share it in that Facebook group, or you send it in text to your friends, just being like, Hey, I thought you might really like this episode. I thought it was so good. So please share the podcast. And then finally, please subscribe and leave a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. I hope it is, but you can leave ratings on any of the podcast apps that you listen to without even leaving a review. And it literally takes two seconds and it helps so much. So I will be happy to bring all of this information to you for free. And if you could do those little things, that take you two seconds. I would so appreciate that. I feel so much gratitude for you doing that. So anyway, let me know what you thought about part one of the lessons with money and abundance. I can't wait to bring more to you and I hope you have a wonderful week. Bye.